know why you keep saying that. What up, dorks? I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Just want to let you guys know I'm back. That's right. Uh, Lucky the Dork Dad. Back with episode number 10. That's right. I made it to double digits. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, let's see, I've been off of work for about uh, a week and a half or so, but now it's time to get back, you know, back to life, back to reality. So I'm back at work, starting off the new year on nights, which is alright by me, because I like nights, and it may seem a little crazy, but I'm kind of glad to be back just a little bit. You know, holidays are great. It's always good to be off of work. But it could also be a bad thing. I think I was at the point already where I was I was just tired of being at home. Plus, I think I overdid it this year with all the tamales and menudos and hams and whatever else I ate. But it's time to get back on track. It's a new year. Um, which I say every year. But this time I mean it. And... I think I say that every year too, but for real this time, uh, it's time to get back on track. So, what are we getting into on this special episode number 10? I'm going to get into a little bit of family time, some holiday stuff, get into a little bit of dork news. So, everybody around this time of year is putting out their end of the year shows with their top five this their top five that and i'll get into that stuff a little bit but at the same time i was trying to be a little different i thought why not uh ask for your guys info on what the good the bad and the ugly was from 2018 let's see oh i'll talk about uh talk about the raw live unedited podcast um, they had their year-end show, and I had a chance uh, to be on there for a minute to share my, my top movies of the year, so so that was fun. Uh, let's, let's just jump right in with episode number 10. So starting off with some dad stuff. Let's see, the, the kiddos, they've been out of school, which seems like forever now. You know, been trying to keep them busy, but mostly they've just been bumming around the house. Uh, sleeping in, staying up late, just pretty much doing nothing. <laughs> we did manage to get out and uh, go see a couple movies. We saw Aquaman and Bumblebee. My youngest, uh, my boy, he was invited by some of his friends from school to go see Into the Spider-Verse. Which is cool, but I'm a little bummed out because I wanted to go see it. And with all the talk about that movie, I gotta try to go see it. I'll uh, I'll give my take on Aquaman and Bumblebee a little later in the show. Let's see, what else did we do? So, the weekend before Christmas, uh, my daughter and her dance studio got to perform at Morgan's Wonderland. And I'm sure most of you guys are like, what the heck is that? Well... It is a pretty cool place, uh, I must say. And I believe it is the first, if not the only, theme park that was spe- specifically designed for people with special needs and, and handicapped people. You know, if you have someone in your family or you know someone and they just happen to be near San Antonio or... Or visiting the area, you gotta let them know about this place. You know, uh, all of the rides and the attractions—they all have wheelchair access. Um, there's a lot of activities for them to do um, that you probably wouldn't have a chance doing at at a normal theme park. So, so they had a holiday event at their Morgan's Wonderland, and they asked my daughter's dance studio 
if they can do a little performance. So that was a fun night, and my daughter was was happy because it wasn't their little cheesy routine. Um, she actually got to perform her uh, her tap solo and uh, and her duet. So, like I said, that was fun. And <laughs> and uh, speaking of my daughter, I don't think I mentioned it on the last show, but I kind of threw out uh, a post out there asking, you know, what what is the right age or what's the appropriate age to let your daughter date? You know, she just she just turned 13 and and she came up to us and uh, told us she got asked out to the movies uh, by a boy in her class. Well, let's just say I'm glad my daughter's still a little shy and innocent at this kind of stuff, at least for now. I don't want to embarrass her, but kids nowadays, they don't know how to socialize at all. Hell, probably all people in general nowadays. No one talks to each other anymore. Um, Everybody's always on their phone, snapping and texting and whatever else people do. You know, don't don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm guilty of that stuff, too. Sometimes it's just easier to send a quick message or or, or text um, instead of calling someone. But but these damn kids, you know, when I found out about this little boy <clears throat> um, asking my daughter out, um, it made me think of movies like um, you know Bad Boys. You know, I thought, man, I'm I'm gonna have to put on this this tough guy act, right? Um, make sure he knew who I was and you know what would happen to him if. You know what I mean? But uh, then my daughter showed me a picture of this kid. Oh, my God. So my my daughter's 13, and this little kid looked like he should be in my 9-year-old's grade. I mean, for reals. Maybe it was just a picture, but this this dude looked like a little kid. So I, I told my wife, I said, you know what? Whatever, you know, just... What is this little boy going to do? Go ahead. Go with her. Uh, I'm sure it'll be harmless. So to cut a long story short. My wife and this little boy's mom. Uh, took the two of them to the movies. Uh, they said they didn't even talk to each other the whole time. And they barely even looked at each other. They didn't even sit next to each other. There was like a seat between them. Oh. I was rolling when my wife told me. Um, And then my wife said uh, she saw them driving up to the movies. And this little boy was sitting in the back seat. I mean, that's probably nothing. But if it's just my daughter and and me or my daughter and and my wife or any of the kids, uh, they'll they'll sit up in the front if it's just, just two of us. So I thought that was pretty funny. And my wife also said that this little kid's mom was looked like she was all teary eyed and wanted to take pictures of them and that is just too funny and re- I don't even think my daughter really likes this kid um I could be wrong I think I think my daughter just likes the idea of dating and was excited that someone asked her out so yeah I don't I don't think I have anything to worry about at least not yet so, back to Christmas, I don't know how everyone else does it, but for us, we always do Christmas Eve at my mom's house, you know, with the whole family, and they open gifts that night, you know, all, all the family gifts, all the uh, cousins and, and whatnot, that's when we open their gifts. So, we're at my mom's, and my, my brother, my brother came back. I don't think I really talked about my brother on the show. I just want to say uh, I love my brother. You know, I love him to death. But he's had a pretty rough year. He's been going through some stuff. Him and his uh, wife split up, leaving my mom and the other grandma to take care of their two little girls. They're probably at my mom's most of the time. And, you know, it's been pretty rough with... 
with what my mom's been going through too, right? With her leg. Um, I really, I really feel for them sometimes. The little girls going through the split and not really have anything stable right now. You know, the, the mom, the mom's no better. You know, both, both of my brother and his wife, uh, were into some stuff. And my brother, he's been, you know, making his rounds and rehab. Somehow he got into this rehab in California. So he was been at the beach over there um, in rehab, but still living it up over there. Crazy. But he's he came back for Christmas. So he's here. He looks good right now. And I hope things are working out for him. So it was good to see him sober. So that was good. So like I mentioned, Christmas Eve was a good night with all the family. And then Christmas Day is just our immediate family. You know, me, the wife, and the kids. And and the gifts from Santa and each other. So we had a good Christmas Eve. Came home. Had a good Christmas Day. You know, Santa brought the kiddos. Uh, a new laptop and a Chromebook. So now I can try to get this computer um, going. You know, I mentioned this. The computer I've been working on was our shared computer. And it's kind of jacked up right now. So I can see if I can get a fix now. But I wanted to, to get this episode in, episode in first. Just in case um, it's going to be out of commission for a while. Let's see, we had a good Christmas. Uh, I told my wife I didn't want anything from, for Christmas because, you know, I'm always buying things throughout the year, toys and whatnot. All I asked for was uh, some socks and some chonies, you know, the usual. And I know you don't want to hear about me getting socks and chonies, so let's get into some dork news. So here we are, two days in the 2019 and already starting off the year with some some sad news now if you're a wrestling fan uh, old school wrestling fan you you'll know the name main gene Okerlund. you know you could argue that he made wwf what it was and what wwe is now no he was pretty much the voice of wrestling if you don't know, Mean Gene was the guy that pretty much interviewed all the wrestlers, you know, in in between the little bits and whatnot. But Mean Gene passed away today at the age of 76, so pretty sad. Uh, he was part of something beautiful, when it was beautiful, when wrestling was at its best to me, at least in my opinion. So, Mean Gene, you will be missed, brother. And another loss, uh, also at the age of 76, Bob Einstein passed away. People nowadays probably know him from Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I will always remember him as Super Dave Osborne. That might be too old for, for some of you folks, but look it up. Super Dave, he was pretty much a, a parody character of a evil Knievel type stuntman guy. Really, really funny stuff. And if you look up the old stuff, I don't remember the name of the show, um, but it had to have been early 80s. I guess a funny guy. Very good stuff. Uh, Bob Einstein, you will be missed also, buddy. Well, enough of that sad stuff. Let's get into some uh, some movie news. Now, I wanted—I just want to touch on some of the most more recent movies that, that just came out, and and their public reactions. So, there is no des- denying, right, that uh, Disney Plus is coming, and when it goes up, we're gonna start losing those properties from Netflix and and every other source, right? And many think it's going to hurt Netflix. But to be honest, 
to me, it seems like Netflix is saying, uh, you know what, we're good, you know, especially with the, the recently released Bird Box, and how, how it's blown up everywhere, I mean, it seems like since the release, it's all people can talk about, it's gone viral, as they say, I mean, there's pictures and memes and, and this, everybody's talking about this movie. And what's crazy is, you know, Netflix, they're, they don't usually share their numbers. But supposedly they came out and said uh, they had over 45 million accounts watch this movie. 45 million. You know, imagine if, if that was a movie at the box office. That'd be a shitload of money. But we got to look into this a little deeper. They saying 45 million accounts watch this movie. Now, what does that really mean? You know, 45 million accounts? That doesn't mean all the people that share them accounts. You know what I mean? So, we're probably talking like over 100 million people watch this movie. You know, who who knows what the real numbers are? You just have to take a guess. But uh, I have to say, I've seen it, and I thought it was really good. You know, shoot, I'm, I'm going to start calling my kids boy girl and boy too you know what I mean if you haven't seen it go check it out definitely worth your watch and then on, and then on top of that this week uh, Netflix released that Bandersnatch Black Mirror movie that's got people talking too I haven't seen it yet but the whole concept of choose your own adventure style you know just, just the idea that th- that's pretty awesome. And if you guys don't know, or you ain't old enough to remember those choose your own adventure books back in the day, those, those are those were some of my favorites. I mean, those are the only books I remember reading, like actually reading, you know, not just memorizing all the all the parts you need to know for the test in school. But I remember those books I actually read, so that I can't wait to get into that movie. And New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, I think they dropped the release date for Stranger Things Season 3. And that's scheduled to come out on the 4th of July. So, yeah, I don't think Netflix is worried about Disney+. Plus. Like I said, they're, I think they're just out there saying, you know what? We're good. Let's see, sticking with some move, more movie news. Okay, now... When I heard of this Sherlock Holmes movie with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, I was a little excited. Those two together is gold, right? Step Brothers, uh, Ricky Bobby, right? Talladega Nights. Those funny ass movies. So this one has to be good, right? No. There have been reports everywhere, like everybody's talking about it. Been reports of people. Walking out of this movie, right? I mean, literally walking out of the theater. I mean, can it be that bad? I mean, even if a movie was was bad, and I paid <laughs> to go watch it at the theater, I'm gonna sit there and watch it all. You know, I'm gonna roll with the punches, write it out, and see see what it's all about. But these people, they're just straight up walking out, like walking out I mean hell I even stayed to watch all of BVS so you know I'm if I'm paying I'm watching it just seems crazy to be walking out of movies but if it's bad it's bad you know shoot back in the day back in high school um, I mentioned it before me and my wife used to work at the movie theater and honestly, I can only remember one, one time that someone walked out of a movie. And that's probably why I remember it, because it was only one time. And probably because it was funny as hell when it happened. So I'm probably showing my age here, but y'all remember the movie, Don't Be a Menace, right? The parody gangster movie. With, from the Wayans Brothers. 
don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood or whatever it was called. Well, it was when that movie came out. I had these two older African-American ladies walk out the theater and walk straight towards me, straight towards me, and ask for their money back. They went on to say, if I wanted to see some fools making fun of each other, I could have stayed home. But of course, they didn't say fools. They used another word that I don't want to say. So I tried to keep a straight face as they were talking to me because they were dead serious. But it was funny as hell to me. So this this Will Ferrell movie I mean, it can't be that bad, can it? I think what I think what probably hurt this movie is it kind of went under the radar. You know, I never know it came out yet until I saw people were talking about walking out so you could blame the marketing in my opinion um probably just bad timing for this movie or is it possible that that routine just got got old you know is it too much of the same it's kind of like um the austin power effect you know what i mean Austin Powers came out. That movie was good. It was funny. Mike Myers. Part 2. I I think was probably a little better than the original. And then. The first one. And then. Part 3 was just kind of. Eh. You know. A lot of the same stuff. The character got old. You know. Uh, Jokes got old. A lot of the same stuff. And then after that, Mike Myers, like right after that, Mike Myers came out with that movie, The Love Guru. That was a flop because it was pretty much the same character with the same jokes. Just the movie was called something different. So I'll probably still watch this movie once it comes out on digital, which by the looks of it will probably be by the end of this month. You know, who knows? But... I'm sure I'll be able to give a better opinion on it once I see it. I mean, really, is it that bad? It can't be that bad, right? But anyway, all right, let's see. Back to the Future, again, making its rounds in the news. Seems like it ever so often it comes back up. So there was a recent poll done Asking fans what property do they want to see more of. And of course, Back to the Future topped them all, right? And of course, that led to director Robert Zemeckis being asked again about a possible fourth movie in the saga. So what did he have to say about it? He pretty much said, not in my lifetime. So everyone that was hoping for some more Back to the Future, it ain't going to happen, man. Zemeckis went on and uh, also referred E.T. as an, as another movie that, that will not get redone, you know. I think it's just a widely loved property and people would love to have more. But at the same time, I think things are just better to be left alone. I mean, to be honest, you know. Where can they really go with that story? You know, it's it's done. It's it's a good trilogy, and it's done. If anything, it would have to be a reboot. And I think what what Zemeckis is saying is he doesn't want to see that as a reboot. You know, just just leave it alone. And I agree. Even though it'd be cool, I agree. All right, let's see what else. Todd McFarlane. Oh, Todd McFarlane. You know, love him or hate him. His Spawn movie is still moving forward with Jamie Foxx as the lead role of Spawn. So in a a recent interview with Nerdist, McFarlane has exclaimed that this will not be a Marvel-type movie. So... What does he mean by that? You know, 
just as Image Comics is different from Marvel Comics, this movie will follow suit. He goes on to say that there will be no comedy in this movie whatsoever. You know, the one thing that keeps Marvel lighthearted and, and fun is is the comedy. But McFarlane says he's having none of that. His vision is to be dark and gloomy, right? And wants to come off uh, as more of a horror feel to it. And that it will feel more R-rated than Deadpool. And then I laughed because he said that he wants it to be so dark and so scary that it will make children under the age of 10 cry. (laughs) I mean, we know this guy is crazy, right? But at least it won't be another origin movie. He goes on to say that Jamie Foxx will already be in his demonic form. So that's good, I guess. But another crazy thing is, he says that Spawn will not speak in the movie. Instead, he will communicate in a special way, whatever that means. So I'm not sure what to think about all this. Um, He's definitely going against the grain uh, from a formula that clearly works, right? And, you know, when this movie finally does come out, we're either going to be praising him for being different or shaming him for failing again. You know, as much as people shit on Todd McFarlane and because I'm a fan of his stuff, you know, I really, really hope this works out. But I have my doubts, you know. Hopefully, I'll be eating my words, so... Time will tell. Just got to wait and see. Right. I guess I've been running with this whole movie thing here. So, might as well talk about the movies uh, that we saw over the break. I'll start with Bumblebee. And again, spoilers, if you haven't seen it yet, I won't get too deep into it. But still, spoilers, right? When the movie first started, I got all tingly inside. I thought I was watching a live-action version of the original animated Transformers movie. And I think it's, from the looks of it, it's probably the Transformer movie that everybody wanted. I mean, we're on Cybertron, in the middle of the war, you know, robots fighting and blasting. And it was, it was fucking awesome. The best part of the whole movie, hands down, was in those first few minutes. I mean, I was excited for this movie when it first started. And then, all of a sudden, er, we change gears. And we get a movie about a rebellious teen that is upset that her mom has moved on with a new guy after her father passes away. Then she realizes she's been a douche the whole time. And then everything is good again. Oh yeah, and then there's some robot fighting in it too. I mean, I I didn't hate this movie. I mean, it's definitely the best one out of all, all the Transformer movies, I think. I was just expecting something different. I think everybody was expecting something different. I mean, just from the trailers, it looked like more of a reboot. But to be honest, it was really just a prequel to the other movies. So, I mean, like I said, it's not a bad movie. Just different. I had a good time, but I was I was expecting something more. But it's still good. Alright, let's get into it. Aquaman, right? Again, spoiler warning. Spoiler, spoilers. I'm going to talk about Aquaman. I don't know why, but I am. I just got to start off and say... I am surprised, surprised, surprised... At all the praise this movie has been getting. I think I think what it is... is 
people really really want a DC property to succeed and they're talking up a mediocre ass movie I mean for me I was disappointed but not not it's not what you you might think I'm not disappointed that the movie was bad because it really wasn't that bad but at the same time it wasn't that good to me it was just it was just okay I'm disappointed because I was expecting to get venomized you know meaning just like venom I was going into this movie not expecting much people were talking crap from the start just like venom but unlike venom I wasn't pleasantly surprised with the movie like I said, I went in not expecting much, and that's exactly what I got. Not much. Now, the movie was over the top cheesy at times, and I know there's people saying that that was on purpose and it's part of the reason why they did like it, but it didn't. It just didn't work for me. So I don't know that. To be honest, you know, I don't I don't know the comic storyline. So maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I think the biggest problem I had with it is that Aquaman he he seemed to have the ability ability to communicate with the fish early on, right? I mean we saw it in the aquarium scene. Um oh, side note on that. There was a long ass sequence before we even got the title of the movie. I mean, it seemed like we we're like 10 minutes in before Aquaman flashed on the screen. But yeah, it seemed he clearly had the power to talk to the fish before he was able to get his hands on the trident. But they made it seem like he needed the trident to get this power. So I, I was confused about that. You know, maybe maybe I missed something. No, please let me know if I'm wrong. And if he had the power already, I mean, he could have ended things from the start, you know? I don't know. And then the whole Black Manta thing. I mean, he didn't even need, he didn't even need to be in the movie as far as I'm concerned. He had nothing to do with the main story. To me, it just felt like they tried to fit him in somehow just because, you know, just because, oh, Black Manta, he, he's got to be in the movie. Plus, right, <laughs> this is the big thing. Plus, when I was watching the fight scene, right, I think it's when they were in Italy, right? The fight scene with Black Manta, I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Why does this feel so familiar? Right? I was like, I've seen this before. Now, if you've already seen the movie, really, really try to think about this scene. Or go watch it again and think about what I'm telling you right now. To me, this felt like a Power Rangers fight. I mean, you have Black Manta sounding like one of those stupid villains talking to the Rangers before every move he makes. I mean... I'm telling you, watch it again and tell me you don't get that same vibe. It was stupid. I mean, I don't know. I, I felt I felt Power Rangers. Go watch it again. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And then, right, so he gets the trident and they go to the the, the final battle. And I'm like, what is going on? The final battle, they bring out this big old fucking kaiju. I was like, what is this? I was expecting Godzilla to come out too. I was like, what the hell is going on? So you guys know me, right? I am a fanboy for this stuff. I usually agree with the popular vote. But to me, this movie was just okay. It was just okay. It's not what everyone's saying it is. I think it's still new. 
and that's why people are talking about it. If this movie came out earlier in the year, no one would be talking about it. They would have forgot about this movie already. I mean, I don't know. I I don't I don't see it. I don't get it. Uh, and I liked Aquaman. He was the only part, good part of Justice League, in my opinion. This movie just didn't work for me. Like I said, I didn't hate it, but it—it just—it wasn't good for me. I don't know. Okay, enough of that. Moving on. I want to talk about my little bit on the RLU. That is the Raw Live Unedited Podcasting Network. Mm, let's be real, right? I'm a newbie at this whole podcasting thing. And I've been doing it on my own. So I got a little excited that I was asked to call into the show, into the weekly show, for their uh, 2018 wrap-up episode. So the plan was to talk about my top five movies or shows or top five whatever. Now, I listen to these guys, uh, the weekly show, all the time. So... When, when you get invested in something like that, you get the feeling like you know them, right? But but they don't really know you. So I didn't really know what to expect or or anything. Plus, uh, you know, I do a solo show. You know, I can take my time and, and do what I want to do and say what I want to say. Uh, I don't have anyone um, on my show to bounce ideas and thoughts off, off of. So... So I was a little nervous, and I don't want to sound like a douche. So I think overall it went okay. Uh, I found myself uh, just listening, uh, just listening to them talk for a moment or two, uh, forgetting I was on the show. But you know, it was definitely fun, uh, a different experience for me as far as uh, podcasting. So. Uh, again, big shout out to the guys from the RLU, uh, Rich, Adrian, Dario, Adam, and everyone else from all the shows, uh, for, for letting me come on and, and talk for a few minutes. So if you don't listen to the RLU, uh, you need to, uh, they'll make you laugh, they'll make you cry and everything in between. And if you get offended by anything they say, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry you suck. So, um, like I said, they're a fun bunch of guys. And, you know, they're guys, right? So, we talk about what we talk about. And you can find them on on every, uh, every podcasting platform. Uh, just look for Raw Live Unedited Podcasting Network. And they got a bunch of shows on there, show for everybody. So, that was fun. And if you want to hear me all nervous and shit on their show, um, <laughs> you can look out for that that end of the year episode. So, on their show, I went over my top five movies of the year. So, I'll just go over those really quickly. Uh, for me, my number five movie of the year was Venom. You know, just for the sweet surprise that movie was, um, like I mentioned it before, no one was expecting anything out of that movie, but turned out it was pretty damn good. Let's see, number four for me was Solo, the most underrated movie of the year in my opinion. Really fun Star Wars movie. So, number three. Which is probably uh, lower than everybody else has it, but number my number three is Infinity War. Uh, I liked Infinity War a lot. You know, it has the moments, but I'm a little afraid that I'm getting uh, I'm getting marvelled out. I hope I hope that's not what it is, but. I, I just think I'm ready for some new characters and some new stories. 
um, 10 years, you know, with, with all these characters, it's, I think I'm getting marbled out. I'm not, it was a good movie, but, you know, I'm ready to move on from them. Uh, number two, right, Black Panther. You know, it has to be above Infinity War just because what this movie represented, you know, wasn't just a movie, it was a movement, you know. A huge leap, not just in comic book movies, but in movies, period. Overall, great flick, great flick. And my number one, I talked about it last episode, I'm in love with this movie, Creed 2, right? You know, you can listen to the last episode for my breakdown, but there's just nothing bad I can say about this movie. It is my number one, 100%. So I kind of ran out of time uh, when I was on the RLU. Um, they needed to bring some more guests on the show. And I didn't get to go over my top five TV shows, but I did throw out my number one. So again, I'll just do a quick rundown of of my top five TV shows for 2018, starting with number five. Um, I got to go with Star Wars Rebels. You know, the final season was this past year. And I can't say it enough. Even though this is a cartoon, it's a hella good show. You know, a definite watch for any Star Wars fan. Um, my number four was Castle Rock. Um, for those who don't know, it's Castle Rock is... Uh, the fictional town of basically all the Stephen King movies, you know. I I don't know what to expect from this show. I mean, I know some of the Stephen King stories, but I mean, just to have a whole show, a whole universe, if you will, that that has sprinkled little nuggets from from every other property of his, you know, it was a fun ride. Uh, definitely different and. You know, I'm looking forward to another season. Now that leads to my number three. Solid, solid show, right? Ozark. It's one of my favorites. You know, Jason Bateman has his best. If you're not watching this show, you're missing out. I don't want to get into any spoilers, but... Man, I think we got to watch out for his wife in the season three. So, two and one, man. I was going back and forth. Two has to be the whole Walking Dead universe, you know, from Walking Dead proper and Fear the Walking Dead. You know, both shows have changed and changed for the better, in my opinion. You know, the past few seasons were getting a little stale, if I'm being honest. But I watch it because I love the characters in the show, right? Kind of like how I feel about Infinity War. I watch it because I love the property, but Marvel's getting a little tired of me. But the changes they've made, uh, even with the loss of Carl and Rick, I think the changes have just rejuvenated the show for me. It's really, really getting good again, and I like where they're going. So... Yeah, and number number two, the whole Walking Dead. Now that leaves number one, which I mentioned on on the RLU. My number one, hands down, Cobra Kai. Now, I love the show. It gets you in the feels, as they say. I can't even explain it, but if you were a Karate Kid fan, um, it's a show you have to see. No, I really hope. YouTube does good by it and really brings it for a second season. So, my number one, Cobra Kai. Okay, so that was my top five movies and TV shows of 2018. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, that's what a lot of shows are doing at this time of year, going over the top this and top that. I wanted to try... Um, and ask you guys for some feedback for something a little different. I kind of posed a question, posted it up, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know. 
you know, movies, TV, or anything, anything you want to talk about, what was good to you, what was bad to you, and what was ugly about 2018. And I got a few responses, so let's see what people said. Let's see, starting with Jesse, the, the Darth Dad on Instagram. He's got a couple of good things to say. He says, the good... Adam Sandler's return to the stage with his Netflix special 100% Fresh. It was hilarious. I also agree with this, Jesse. You know, I spoke about this special also. It was a lot of fun. Um, But I forgot to mention uh, probably the best part. He does this song uh, as a tribute to the late, great Chris Farley. You know, I've said it before. uh, Adam Sandler... He really loves his friends and does does everything for them. Puts them in his movies and all that. But this this tribute song, man, I promise, promise you, will put tears in your eyes if you watch it. Definitely a good one. All right. Another one for the good column. Jesse says, uh, the Black Mirror movie Bandersnatch. He says, not only is it about video games, but it feels like you're in a video game too. He goes on to say he watched it three times with three different endings and is looking forward to watch it some more. I've said already I haven't seen it yet, but after what Jesse's saying, what other people are saying, um, I'm just getting more excited uh, to dive into this show. So, thank you Jesse. For a couple of good things to add to the list. Let's see. Next we got Alfred. Alfred is one of the co-hosts from Comic Book Characters Podcast. And fellow San Antonio resident. Uh, I am a little older than Alfred. But uh, turns out we actually went to the same high school. Just a little crazy. But... Anyways, Alfred says, the good, end of the Spider-Verse. The bad, passing of Stan Lee. And the ugly, all the hype over the bat dong. <laughs> so, I still haven't seen end of the Spider-Verse, but, you know, I gotta take your word and everybody else's word that it is great. I, I still have to go see that. Uh, the bad... I agree, right? The passing of Stan the Man. I mean, it's been a couple months already and you know, we're still talking about it. I mean, you can't say enough about what the guy has done for the comic book community and his influence on pop culture as we know it. Um, A definite loss, no doubt. And so that leaves the bat dong. And yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd put that in the ugly category. Um, this book has created so much buzz. It's 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 stupid crazy. I mean, what is it? Like a $5 to $6 book? And at the height of the craze, you know, it was selling way over 100 bucks on the Ebays and, and everywhere. And... To me, it's just a little funny when you think about it. Now, no, to each his own, everybody's equal. But I have to assume that most or a great majority of the folks buying this book are men, right? Uh, Straight men, right? Am I wrong? But yet, they're paying good money, a lot of good money, just to get a picture well, not even a picture. A drawing of a cock. It's funny, right? When you think about it. They're paying 100 bucks for a drawing of a penis. So I wonder if I take some other comics and start drawing cocks on them. Could I sell them for 100 bucks? No, just a thought. So, that was great. Thanks, Alfred. Uh... Be sure to listen to him and his co-host Chris on Comic Book Characters Podcast on iTunes and, and everywhere else. 
And on Facebook, I think their page is uh, called Neil Before Pod. So definitely check them out. It's a cool couple guys there. Okay, and last but not least, uh, leaves us with Rich, uh, the man himself, El Sinestro, host of the weekly show on the RLU. Rich says the good Black Panther, End of the Spider Verse, and Infinity War. So, yes, Rich, we all know you are a Marvel fanboy. Thank you very much. We get it. You love Marvel. Now the bad. Again Rich says. The passing of Stanley. And again I couldn't agree more. The ugly. Rich says. Net neutrality repealed. No I'm not going to sit here and pretend I fully understand net neutrality. But, from what I know, or at least what I think I know about it, net neutrality was put in place so that Joe Blow on internet provider number one and Mary Sue on internet provider number two get the same service no matter what websites or anything else you do on the web. So, with no net neutrality... If internet provider number one has beef with Disney, if they wanted to, they could limit or slow down Joe Blow's access to Disney sites or content, which really does blow. So, again, if they wanted to, internet providers can basically control what you access on the web. At least that's how I understand net neutrality. If I'm wrong, let me know. So, yes, Rich, that is definitely one for the ugly column. And again, thank you for your comments. So that leaves my good, bad, and ugly. I'm going to try not to mention anything that has already been mentioned or talked about already. Even though I agree with a lot of it, or most of it. So... My goods for 2018, definitely my family, uh, my wife, my kids, all are good things. Um, I think I'm in a good place right now. You know, a few years ago, uh, my head was in a weird place, but now it's good. Life is good. And... It feels good to be a dork dad, a nerd, if you will. Um, to be able to be in a place where I can buy toys and, you know, do things that I enjoy and I can share share them with my family, friends, and listeners. Um, as far as some good stuff, uh, I recently posted my Mezco uh, Popeye I got. Uh, I opened them up. This, you know, that's just a sweet ass figure. Uh, I got an idea for a picture I want to take. Uh, I just need to get a couple more things, so be on the lookout for that. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, all those are are my goods for 2018. Let's see, bads this year. Uh, it's a little tough one for me. I, I try to be pretty positive about everything. Um, everything except DC. So, uh, probably the DC streaming service is a bad for me. And having to be an adult. Uh, I'm 41, uh, but still a kid on the inside. So, yeah, DC and being an adult are my bads. I see the uglies for this year. I don't want to get too political because that could just create a lot of nonsense. But whether you are for or against our president, our government, uh, 
Hell, USA in general, we look pretty stupid to the rest of the world right now. Um, I have to say that's my ugly for for this year. Um, yep, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. So, what can we expect for 2019? Hopefully, all good things, and no bad or ugly. I'm pretty excited for this year. Another big movie year in my opinion. A lot of comic book movies to look forward to. Um, it's got Star Wars coming out. The end of the year. Can't forget about that. But uh, I'm calling it right now. I'm taking bets if you want. I think the biggest movie of the year it's not going to be a comic book movie. It's not going to be a Star Wars movie. I think the big hit of next year, 2019, is going to be The Lion King. Yep. I'm taking bets now. I'm telling you. Um, We all love the Marvels and comic book characters and all the Star Wars. Um, A lot of people were into that. Mostly nerds though, right? Lion King, that's a movie for everybody, I'm telling you. Um, young, old, everybody is going to love this movie. At least that's my prediction. So, I'm looking forward to uh, completing a whole year of podcasting. Uh be coming up in June. Maybe I'll try to do something special for, for that one when I hit my one year mark. Uh, whatever episode that will be. Um, I am looking forward to getting better at toy photography. Um, kind of mentioned it. I just kind of do it for fun. I don't really know what I'm doing. But um, just having fun with it. Um, probably most of all I'm looking forward to is just spending more time with my wife and kids. You know. The kids are... They're growing up fast now. And, you know, if I have to quote anybody, got to quote Ferris Bueller, right? You know, life proves, life moves pretty fast. And if you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. It's actually a good quote. So, with that, I just want to say to everybody, again, Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. You know, please remember, you know, follow Dork Dad Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you could, you know, um, go on iTunes or wherever you listen to uh, podcasts and and leave a review. Um, it really helped me out. Um, and more recently, you can find uh, Drug Dad Podcast on iHeartRadio. I'm a little stoked about that. That was pretty cool. Um, I had to put in a request a while back and never heard nothing. And all of a sudden, I got an email saying, hey, you're on. So that was cool. Let's see. Again, shout out for everyone that left feedback. Shout out to Comic Book Characters Podcasts, Alfred and Chris. And a big shout out to the RLU. Again, thanks for having me on the show, even if it was just for a few minutes. Hopefully we can do it again sometime. Again, Happy New Year. I got a good feeling about this one. And until next time, I'll see you later. Bye. Hey, sweet cheeks. What'd you think of the show? Trash.